It's all the files of the whole park. It tells you everything. Sir, he's uploading the virus. Eagle One, the package is being delivered. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most brazen, notorious, and chaotic hacking groups out there. It's like a Hollywood hacking movie, but it's real. Tonight, Netflix hit by hackers. Ten new episodes of the streaming service's hit show, Orange is the New Black, reportedly leaked online more than a month before their scheduled release. The hacking group's a dark overlord claiming they uploaded the episodes from the upcoming season five to an illegal file sharing service after they say Netflix didn't pay a ransom. These guys call themselves the dark overlord. They are threatening to leak what they say are exclusive documents relating to the September 11th attacks. Hello? Hold on, Jim. Let me just do this out a little bit, man. Yo, Jim, I got a message. You can suck my dick. Did they tell you that I've got all of your fucking shit? I got your Netflix and your email. I got everything. A few hours before midnight on New Year's Eve, the mysterious hacking group, The Dark Overlord, tweeted a link to an encrypted file. We'll be providing many answers about 9-11 conspiracies through our 18,000 secret documents leak, they said. This is just the latest in a string of high-profile hacks by the Dark Overlord, who've popped celebrity plastic surgeons, schools, family businesses, and a studio that worked with Netflix. Their motivation is simple. They want money, and they're not afraid to extort people for it. We spoke to Joseph Cox, who's been in contact with this group almost since the very beginning of their exploits. I'm national security reporter Ben Maku, and this is Cyber. So, Joseph... What did you do on New Year's Eve? Uh, While everyone was out partying, I was sat in front of a laptop chatting to some hackers who had just dumped some files allegedly to do with the 9-11 attack litigation. So obviously I rang in the uh, New Year having just as much fun as everyone else. Strange that that's exactly how I think you would spend your New Year's. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think my, my friends like weren't really surprised either. It's just like texting me, like, work thing, don't worry about it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Who's happier, you or the hackers? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was chill for me, but just bad timing, yeah. It's chill, just a, right, just a chill New Year's Eve talking to Dark Overlord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Dark Overlord has a habit of pinging at some pretty inconvenient times, um, but that's just their style, I guess. Okay, so so to walk me through this, who is Dark Overlord? Because that name is, to me, that's just some classic, beautiful, old-school hacker naming. Yeah, so this may be the first time that some people have heard of the Dark Overlord, but I started chatting to them in 2016 when they were hacking medical centers and listing that data on the dark web. They would deliberately make it at a really high price, so it clearly wasn't to sell, but rather to, to pressure the victim. And then they started talking to media and giving them data to then put even more pressure on the victim. And they've changed over time. They've got a lot more sophisticated, a lot more brazen. And some of the other hacks and campaigns now are just really over-the-top, dramatic, and almost violent in a way. And they're, they're just so much, they're just so different to what they were in 2016, now in 2018, 2019. So you say they're violent. What do you mean by violent? Yeah, maybe violent's not the correct word. I I suppose they're really aggressive. So when they were extorting one company, they sent me the text messages that they sent to the daughter of the CEO or someone like that. And it was stuff like, tell mommy and daddy we have everything and they're going to give us all their fucking money. 
Uh, in one case, they got all of this personal data from schools and then used it to send mass text messages to the children saying, hey, we're going to come shoot and blow up your school um, to then try to extort people. They They go where other hackers won't when it comes to their brazenness and their aggressiveness. But they're, funnily enough, really open with their motivation. They very clearly say we're not hacktivists or activists in any sort of sense. We care about magic internet money, Bitcoin. That's all they care about. They just want money. Yeah. And whereas some hackers may hide their motivation, they're just straight up about it. And and it comes across as pretty genuine, yeah. They're just totally financially motivated. Maybe a tiny bit of ego, but it's definitely the money. So this is just a clear, a clear example of sort of like, you know, a black hat, so to speak. Oh, straight up black hat, no gray to it. The only way that maybe it would be a slightly different shade is when they release these uh, alleged 9-11 documents, maybe there'll be something in the public interest in there. But they're not doing it for that reason. They don't care about that at all. They're doing it because they want to get money. So what is this 9-11 legal firm hack about? What did they do? So Dark Overlord targeted a... A legal firm linked to Hiscox, not Hiscox directly, but a legal firm linked to it, which handled some litigation around the 9-11 attacks several years ago. Uh, Hiscox actually announced the breach in April 2018. So that bit isn't new. But now what is happening is the Dark Overlord has gone public saying, you're going to give us money, otherwise we're going to steadily drip feed these documents out into the public for anyone to download. And that's kind of their usual approach. But what is different here is just how public it is. Really pushing it on Twitter and Pastebin and really going wide with reaching out to journalists as well. And what's in these documents exactly? I mean, is it fueling sort of some of this loose change 9-11 conspiracy theorist? So they're doing it really in a drip feed fashion. And there's a few preview documents. And then they also sent out some encrypted ones that I eventually decrypted when they released the key. And to be honest, the actual documents themselves don't actually seem that interesting at the moment. There's some legal letters between parties and law firms. Uh, I think there's something from the TSA in there, the FAA, and they seem quite innocuous. Uh, Now, maybe they're saving the really good stuff until the end because they still need incentive for the victim to pay. Maybe they don't have all that good stuff at all. As for the conspiracy theories, I mean, my inbox is now full of people who would not stop emailing me about, <laughs> like, 9-11 truthers. And, like, I haven't seen this before, and they're just all up in my inbox and my DMs, basically. So clearly, some, like, some conspiratorial people are, like, playing off this in some way. They just really want to know if jet fuel melts beams. Yeah, basically. Just a stream of people like that. And, I mean, I doubt the documents have provided them anything at the moment. Maybe it will later if they dump more, but yeah, just a load of people and a load of uh, 9-11 truthers in my inbox, yeah. But I mean, if you're to go by historically this Dark Overlord group, they haven't been bullshit. They've had stuff in the past, have they not? Have they not been genuine? Every data dump they've given me that I've gone to verify has been legitimate. And that is the medical center data, the school data, um, stuff from Gorilla Glue, uh, the literal glue company. Uh, they hacked the Gorilla Glue? Of, yeah, they hacked Gorilla Glue, which uh, as a Brit, I mean, this was the first time I ever heard of this company. And then, oh, they've been <laughs> hacked, right, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, their targets are wide across different industries, but every single data, every single piece of data I've received from them has 
turns out to be legitimate. Maybe that changes later on, but their past experience has been pretty good, yeah. So they hacked Gorilla Glue. I mean, what? why and what did they do? Yeah, the Dark Overlord will go for any target that they can compromise and then try to extort. So in the case of Gorilla Glue, they got 500 gigabytes of data, personal emails, professional stuff, uh, I think some text messages as well. And they even tried to get me to write about it because they were saying that, look, we have the secret formula of Gorilla Glue <laughs> and some upcoming products, which wasn't the most enticing thing and probably wasn't in the greatest public interest. So I didn't really mention that, but the hack in, a, in and of itself was pretty interesting, yeah. Just because, yeah, they'll go for anyone they can. And was like Gorilla Glue, did they have a cybersecurity team that could help them respond to this or? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, presumably they did bring in um, like forensic people afterwards. That seems to be a theme in that companies will get popped by the Dark Overlord and then FireEye or whoever it may be will come in and start the cleanup after that. But I mean, when it comes to attribution, you don't have to um, think about it very much because straight away the Dark Overlord will tell the victim, hey, it's us. Here's the previous stuff we've done. And I've seen these emails that they sent to the victims. And this is where the media comes in, in that because the Dark Overlord almost has this like archive or portfolio of work now, they can send that to the victims and say, hey, do you want to be a motherboard or wired or whatever it may be? Like they can see this and it can exert pressure on the victims. Have they ever called the victim and extorted them? Oh, yeah. So there was one case where an associate of the Dark Overlord, I don't think he was an actual main member, but someone who went by the handle of Crafty Cockney, who was arrested a couple of years ago, they ring up the victims and they have these really bizarre over-the-top like rap um, audio tracks, like SoundCloud rap. Yeah, so that he raps down the phone with like a beat in the background, like saying, hey, I've gone to your server there's a load of shit in here. You better pay us. Do you and have that? Ri- yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that, and I think we can play it as well. Hello? Hold on, Jim. Let me just do this out a little bit, right? Yo, Jim, I got a message. You can suck my dick. Did they tell you that I've got all of your fucking shit? I got your medflip and your email. I got everything. If you want it back then, you've got to give me some fucking ching. Get on your email, mate. Check it out. See what I've got. Trust me, bruv. You're going to get one call from me, yeah? Pay it up, because I've got some funny-looking shit on this server, bruv. You understand what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Get it done, or I'm going to cause you some fucking shit, bruv. Best bit of advice for you. Take it, read it, pay it, forget it. We will fuck you up. You won't get us. You won't get away. Have a good day. But this this plays into, like, the other aspect of the Dark Overlord, which isn't that they're just so aggressive, but they're almost nonsensical and whimsical, and just really unpredictable and bizarre. Like their strategy will change, their targets will change from schools to businesses to potentially government contractors. They will send these audio recordings, they will send text messages to students of schools and all that sort of thing. They, they're just so bizarre. I mean, I guess this is like, like classic, like I re- like they're classic hackers who really don't give a fuck. They really don't give a fuck and they really are trying to fuck with the victim every way they can. I mean, I've had conversations with one member. And again, we don't know if it's one or multiple. Presumably it's multiple because I've noticed their speech has changed over time. But he's talking about how they psychologically try to manipulate victims. They know what they're doing and it's incredibly deliberate. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And, and you're, you're, in contact, <laughs> you're in contact with these people. So it, it comes and goes. Um, I feel like that's a lot of your, your, your interactions with sort of these black hat hackers. Yeah, I mean, starting in 2016, they may be very active on forums or on encrypted chat or something, and then they may disappear for six months, as I think they did, maybe even longer. They'll pop back up, offer some data. We're not interested because it's not in the public interest or it's a target which isn't relevant for our readers or something. They'll disappear, and then they just randomly came back with this 9-11 stuff just before New Year's Eve. So, yeah, they're really unpredictable. But when they do come up, they probably have something that's interesting, yeah. I mean, it's interesting as well because they they have so many of such a scatter shot of targets. I mean, I haven't heard of hackers that will sort of hawk the formula of some weird, you know, kind of ridiculous industrial company like Gorilla Glue that's just, you know, do you want the recipe for the glue except for Chinese hackers that are trying to take this and give it to some of their corporate entities within China. I mean, it's just and then and then on the other hand, you have the the law firm that dealt with nine eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you the, how do you know who they're going to go after next? Is, is sort of the 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 theme there. It's it's it seems to be a, a wide array of people. Yeah, and then also even the production studio links to Netflix. So then they end up leaking, you know, Orange is the New Black and various other episodes of like popular shows. They will just go for what they can. So they were and, the one that did that hack. Did the Orange is yeah, the New yeah, Black yeah. hack? Yeah, so they didn't hack Netflix directly. It was a production studio, I think in LA, that worked with them. Uh, but again, that just shows if they can get access to some data through a third party or something like that. So, hey, maybe you can't get Netflix directly, but you can get the studio, then they're going to do that. And they're going to be really, really loud about it as well. And as I remember, that got a hell of a lot of coverage. It got a hell of a lot of coverage. Yeah, and if you read how it was covered, it was clear the Dark Overlord knew that if I went to Variety, as in obviously the entertainment publication, it's going to carry more weight there because it's a Netflix hack. And obviously Variety, they, they gave Variety more information before they gave it to me. So they, they're very savvy when it comes to choosing the outlet to get their message across. They're very savvy. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. They are very media savvy in that they will attempt to entice a journalist with the correct amount of data or the correct type of data, and they will go to different outlets depending on what the story is, yeah. I mean, you think of something like Phineas Fisher that I've spoken to before. You... you you know, it, it, it's represented as one person, but my mm. suspicion was always it was several. Yeah. Is yeah, it the case here? Up. Is it the same thing here? Yeah, I'm, I imagine it's multiple people uh, because there are so many different arms of this operation. I mean, they have hacked at least 50 targets. And that was, that was when I wrote about them last year. So right. they've been quiet for a while, so they've probably been working in the meantime. Um, they're very, very busy. And purely like on a resource logistical level, one person probably can't do that. But then in conversations with them, they do say it's multiple members, or at least they claim to. So I am leaning on that side as well. And there's even like the 
sort of professionalization of it, they send to victims a literal contract. And it says like the Dark Overlord Solutions LLC agrees to not release your data if you give us X amount of Bitcoin. And they make the victim sign a contract, which is just so, so bizarre. And not only fits into the professional and industrialization of this extortion, but also the bizarre, whimsical nature of it. You don't expect a black hat to send you a contract. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like they've got a, a comm specialist, a lawyer, a hacker. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I doubt the person who's doing the hacking is the one who's communicating with the media. That's only speculation on my part, but there is a lot of media contact going on here, especially now in the 9-11 documents. They're talking to so many different outlets. The Times, Financial Times, some American publications as well, us. Like, this can't be one person just doing all of this stuff, yeah. Whatever it is, it's it's pretty, I mean, they're kind of genius. Yeah, evil geniuses. Um, and the most malicious hackers I've ever come across, genuinely. I mean, you have state hackers who are doing it because it's their job and because it's for their country. So there may be patronism in there and obviously just normal employment. Here, it is just about the money, but they go about it in such an extreme way. So have they ever gone after, let's say, I mean, you look at something like the iCloud hack, have they gone after celebrities before? Yeah, so they targeted a plastic surgery in London, um, which serves to several different celebrities and allegedly royal family members as well. I couldn't confirm the royal family members, but did speak and confirmed that there were celebrities there. Uh, to verify that data breach, they sent me a load of photos of pre and post plastic surgery operations, which of course included a lot of photos of people's genitals, which of course we did not publish. Um, but that is the information they were distributing to, I don't know if other journalists got it, but I got it. And this was like, hey, if you don't pay, we're going to release these photos. Shout outs to uh, Prince Andrew for no reason at all. <laughs> And I don't know if they ever did pay or not, but in a slight twist in that story, the plastic surgery, the IT guy there, tried to send the Dark Overlord a malicious file, which would reveal their IP address. The Dark Overlord caught that and told them, uh, you shouldn't have done that. You're going to have to pay us more now, if I recall correctly. Wow. So they, they're on top of their game. Their OPSEC is pretty incredible. Um as far as I know. I mean, everybody makes mistakes somewhere, but these are one of the most solid, disciplined hacking crews I've come across, yeah. And how about the authorities? Are they are they on to them? The FBI is definitely heavily investigating this group, as are UK authorities. Um, I mean, there was even a, like a press event a while ago from FBI director Christopher Wray, where or perhaps another government official, but basically they have been described as cyber terrorists, which I don't agree with because terrorism is a very specific thing, but it kind of gives you an idea of how they're being viewed by their adversary, namely the government and their victims. So they are being heavily um, investigated, yeah, to the point where there was a security researcher who very was very briefly in contact with them about some exposed data. He did nothing wrong, but the FBI... And I think local law enforcement went really hard on him, uh, trying to link him to the group. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if they're like some of the top most wanted cyber criminals right now, outside of, you know, Chinese or Russian or something. Yeah. I mean, it's not as if they're, I mean, with all due respect to the authorities, it's not as if they're taking out the power grid, at least not yet. Right, right. It's just, it is quite strange that these guys have been going since at least 2016 
and just so publicly. Like if you're an APT, like more of a government group, you're typically quieter. Um, and I'm not insinuating that Dark Overlord is um, a state-backed group or anything like that. It's just that they are certainly the P in APT, the persistence bit, because it's been years and they haven't been caught and they're still going. If anything, they're getting more and more aggressive. Have any authorities caught anybody who's connected to Dark Overlord? So the authorities did arrest that guy who used the handle Craft the Cockney in the UK who's somehow connected to the group. And then Serbian authorities apparently busted someone who they say is also connected to the Dark Overlord, but perhaps like more intimately uh, within the group. Um, when that happened, I obviously immediately emailed the Dark Overlord and asked, hey, is this you? And they immediately denied it. And they've just carried on as normal. I mean, it had no impact or at least no visible impact on their operations um, at all. And maybe that's because maybe they outsource certain work to people who do get busted and then it doesn't impact the main operation. Or perhaps they're just so resilient they can carry on. Or maybe that person, the Serbian guy, actually didn't have anything to do with them. We don't know this point, but even when authorities do get these really small, apparently connected busts, the Dark Overlord just carries on anyway. Man, I, I haven't I haven't heard of a group this successful that doesn't seem to have anything connected to them in terms of the heat because the only one I can think of is Phineas Fisher. That's just completely stumped authorities. Yeah, they're just going and going and going and showing no sign of slowing down. I mean, they'll probably get chipped eventually, like maybe a couple of guys who get busted, who knows, but not yet. I mean, everyone's luck runs out usually, but so far this group seems I mean, their OPSEC is impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they have made a mistake in the past few years and we just don't know about it yet. But if they had, you would think the FBI would be kicking down doors immediately. Like, they must really want to get these guys. And not to mention, I mean, you look at GCHQ, you look at the authorities in in England, and these are pretty, I mean, I have to tell you this, this these are pretty outstandingly powerful agencies that have a pretty keen sense of what's going on in British networks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know if specifically GCHQ is working on it, but they have uh, recently placed more emphasis on combating cybercrime, like in a law enforcement capacity. So I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, the Dark Overlord are going to have some of, if not the most capable agencies going after them, yeah. And yet they just keep on going. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know you just got in touch with them for the first time in a little while, but, I mean, what's next for this 9-11 story, and what do you think's next for Dark Overlord? So the Dark Overlord are still trying to push out this 9-11 story. They've only released one of the decryption keys. They're trying to crowdsource some more, as in crowdsource some Bitcoin, and then they'll deploy more keys. Um, Maybe that'll work, maybe it won't. I imagine they'll try to trickle out a few more documents Um, I don't see them dumping the whole thing just yet because that would be playing all of their cards straight away. But they're definitely trying to push this story out more. And they're trying to shop more interviews or data to journalists as well. As for what happens for the Dark Overlord next, I mean, this will fade over the next few days or a week, maybe something like that, as the media loses interest. Perhaps the victim will pay, who knows? The Dark Overlord will go quiet and then they'll probably spring up again in three, four, five, six months with another hag. I mean, sounds like it. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they are reliable, if they're anything else. They're reliably professional. Yeah, reliably hacking everything they can and reliably just springing up um, when you haven't heard from them in a while. This week's episode was produced by Jason Kepler and recorded by Mitch Rackett, who was edited by John Northcraft. Thanks for listening to Cyber. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, please tell your friends about us and consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.